0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: okay, okay, Sasha, I'm
1: done. I'm done. Okay. Happy Fourth <laughs> of July, <laughs> what everyone. What just look like? <laughs> All right. Gordon Hayward officially ruined the 4th of July for everyone in Utah, all Utah Jazz fans, uh, by deciding to take his talents to the Boston Celtics, signing a four-year, $127 million deal, uh, which is reported over the Utah Jazz and Miami Heat. Uh, Joining us right now to break everything down, Ben Dowsett, Deputy Editor of Basketball Insiders. Ben, thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, so what's going on? Uh, what's next for the Utah Jazz now that Gordon Hayward is no longer a Jazz?
0: Well, I think they have a few options. Uh, reports out right away as soon as the Hayward signing was made official were that the Jazz are looking at Otto Porter, a restricted free agent from Washington. He's in anticip- we've anticipated that Otto will receive a max offer for most of the year. That looks to still be the case. He's reportedly been in negotiations with several teams already during the free agency process. Uh there are several risks with that. The Jazz don't currently have max cap space to, to make that sort of restricted offer. You have to have the space before you can make the offer. They'd have to trade uh, at least, most they would have to most likely cut Boris Diaw before the guaranteed date of the 15th, and likely make a trade either of Alex Burks or Derek Favors into cap space, even just to make that kind of room. Unless they had some kind of another situation going on where they, they in, uh, work out some kind of a sign-and-trade with Washington, it's sort of tough to see a border deal necessarily happening, and even if the Jazz did clear that base to make the offer, the the Wizards would have the option to match it, which they might do. Um, there are no other room, major rumors floating around right at this moment about the Jazz. They'll certainly need some shooting. If they could find a, a shooting... Power forward, a shooting four, as we talk about someone like Patrick Patterson potentially, uh, who played in Toronto the last few years. They do need a player like that now that Ricky Rubio is going to be the starting point guard. Rubio is not really a three-point shooter, means they're going to need shooting elsewhere on the floor. I would expect them to look at guys like that, maybe Kelly Olynyk, who the Celtics had to uh, waive in order for the Jazz to, excuse me, in order to sign Gordon Hayward.
1: So there are other options to look at besides Otto Porter.
0: I'd honestly, I'd have to give it a little more thought. Looking through everyone, I do think. Uh, we haven't heard any of this just yet. I do wonder whether there's a small chance that the Jazz do end up doing a sign-on trade with Boston for Hayward uh, where they, to, to allow Boston to clear some cap room. I'm not exactly sure how that would work. Uh, I haven't done the math on any of it yet. I wouldn't rule it out yet 100%, which could mean they get a player like a Jay Crowder, Marcus Smart, somebody like that, maybe even Avery Bradley. I'm not 100% sure. That's just one possibility. Otherwise, uh, like I said, I definitely would expect them to look into a, a stretch board type, a Patterson, and a uh somebody who can shoot the ball and also be that big body that they need there. I would also maybe think about looking into a backup center. That depends on what they're looking at doing with Favors, though. If they think that Favors is going to stay around for another year and they're not going to be trading him, then, of course, he can play that backup center spot.
1: All right, so all of this just coming in shortly before we started this podcast. So I know you're a busy man. Two more questions for you, uh, then we'll let you go. One, do the Jazz make the playoffs next season without Gordon Hayward?
0: Boy, that's tough to say. They're certainly now in that in that group that's going to be vying for those final few seats. They certainly dropped down from that group that might include, you know, the Rockets, San Antonio, perhaps Oklahoma City now with Paul George. Uh, the Jazz are, are certainly probably below that group. It remains to be seen, I think, depends what they're able to do with the remainder of their space this summer. Also, a few other teams around them still have moves that they could make, but they're going to be potentially in competition with teams like Denver. I'm not even sure if they'll necessarily be as good as Denver, now that Denver has signed Paul Millsap, a really good signing. Uh, they'll definitely be in competition, maybe with teams like New Orleans, now that they've re through Holiday. Uh, We could see definitely Minnesota in that area as well uh, now that they've got Jimmy Butler in the fold. There are going to be several teams, honestly, that are vying for those final few playoff spots in the West. I'd like to think the Jazz could be among them, especially if they're able to find the right kind of guys for the rest of the summer.
1: All right, last thing. I think that Gordon Hayward went to the East, went to Boston, because to me it's easier to win right now in the Eastern Conference, and he wants to win. Do you think Gordon Hayward made this decision thinking that he wants to win and it's he'll have an easier time over there? Or was it based off money or relationships?
0: I not think it was about money. I think the other two things that you mentioned were both factors. Uh, I think Gordon. I think there's no there's no way you can look at this and say that that wasn't a factor for Gordon. That that yeah, things are a lot easier in the Eastern Conference, and uh, and that was one reason. Uh, I think also the relationship, as you mentioned, in the you know in his players' tribune letter, he's very very complimentary of Brad Stevens and his bull was in a big decision he made coming out of Butler several years ago, and then, of course, in this decision now. And, of course, Brad Stevens ended up not being on the side that uh, it was good for the Jazz in this particular case. But, yeah, um, I think it was a bit of both those things and, and probably a few other factors as well.
1: All right. Thank you so much, Ben. You're a very busy, man. Things are still developing, so we're going to go ahead and let you go. Uh, you can follow Ben on Twitter for updates. That's Ben underscore Dowsett, B-E-N underscore D-O-W-S-E-T-T. Sasha and I are going to continue to break things down here on Drop and Dime. Sasha, what do you think about this Gordon Hayward business?
2: This has been the greatest day of my life, watching Twitter. It's been beautiful, and I feel so bad for these journalists, man. They got hung up to dry.
1: Are you going to elaborate, or are you just going to stop it there and let me take over?
2: How in the hell? I mean, first of all, Salt Lake City journalists— Boston journalists could have been fired today because they had reported accurately that Gordon Hayward had signed to go to Boston and Gordon Hayward didn't release that. Someone in his camp said prematurely I'm out of here and he hadn't done it. And the jazz didn't know the Celtics didn't know the Miami heat didn't know this is childish behavior. Brittany Johnson.
1: They knew obviously Yeah, it just wasn't supposed to get out and. That's the thing. Everyone, I got the tweets as well. Everyone was saying fake news, fake news. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's not fake news. It sucks because a journalist, everyone was doing their job. People who broke the story, your two journalists from ESPN, broke the story today. And then they looked like complete idiots because Gordon Hayward's agent came back and said, I don't know what you guys are talking about. He hasn't made a decision. And then what happens? Ten minutes before six, we get hit with the freaking blog From Gordon Hayward uh, saying, thank you, Utah. So, obviously, there's there's some sort of cover up there. I think his agent was like, hold up. Let me just buy him some more time so we can finish his cute little blog.
2: You think it took him three hours to write that nonsense? That's some of the—I wouldn't let a fifth grader write like that.
1: Yo, I think it took a long time (laughs) because it was like, what should I say? What should I say? Backspace, backspace. Like, dude— Enough with the blogs, enough with the letters. Just make your decision, tweet it, and let us go on about our 4th of July holiday.
2: Or do what LeBron James did and do a whole television show out of it.
1: We are not going to talk about that. (laughs) A television show and then run commercials that are all about you? Like, come on, man. Did you read that blog letter trash?
2: I read every part of poor penmanship in that news.
1: I mean, it's just been a rough day. It it sucks to be... A journalist right now, because especially and I blame Donald Trump for this with the fake (laughs) news. (laughs) That's all Donald Trump's fault. But I mean it is your fault. It is his fault because you're doing your job and then you have an agent that comes back and says, No, that's not true. And then you look like a complete idiot because everyone's like, Oh, let's believe his agent, which is, you know, you're taking your agent the agent's word over a journalist, which you should because the agent is, you know, he should know. He should know. An agent should know before journalists what their client is doing. And he obviously did know that. And he held off on that. Some People knew. People in Gordon Hayward's camp knew. Gordon Hayward said that he's been tossing and turning all night and didn't, you know, woke up this morning and wasn't even 100% decided and blah, 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 and woke up to news of people saying that he was going here and going there and he hadn't even decided. He decided you decided you you wrote an entire article blog whatever you want to call it and sent it to the play posted it on the players they knew that they were getting an article from you saying whatever you put in there so people knew so when the journalists broke that information it was correct is it
2: possible or here's a better way of uh, asking this question did Gordon Hayward intentionally screw the Utah Jazz
1: I don't think he intentionally screwed the Utah Jazz. This is all a learning experience. This is the first time that he's ever had to
2: So the Jazz go have to pay for like that? This. I mean, you're talking about hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars.
1: Yeah, but it, it at the end of the day, it's all learning. How how was he supposed to know? I mean, I I can't say I would have handled it differently because I'm not in his shoes. We're, none of us are. But I think he made a mistake and I think he's going to see that he made a mistake with the way that he announced his decision. You're a free man. You can go wherever you want to go. You don't have to say Utah, but man up and make a decision. Even LeBron James apologized for the way he handled that decision and said he would have done it differently. Oh,
2: I understand these young mistakes, but the problem is the Utah Jazz have much bigger issues to worry about and have spent the last two, three, four years, you know, raising ticket prices for this year, spending 125 million dollars on a renovation of the arena. Would that have happened if they knew Hayward was gone? Probably not. Like, there's so many things that the Utah Jazz have done and spent, I don't know, probably close to a half a billion dollars trying to get this young man to sign, and he knew he was leaving, and he lets him do it anyways. Like, that, that's just, that's imbi- Like, if I owned an NBA franchise, whether I was the Thunder or I was Utah Jazz or I were these other Let's even do the Clippers. I'd seriously think about selling my team. What is going on in the NBA selling right now? Selling your team? Yes. That
1: is not going to hurt you. That little uh, couple million, hundreds of 1000000 that's not going to hurt your franchise.
2: It's embarrassing when you've created a paradigm where inmates get to run the asylum.
1: So we're referring to basketball players as inmates. Don't roll your eyes. You made the comparison. I'm just asking.
2: Yeah, but you, you're bringing a racial slant to it. And no,
1: because there's there's all different color people in the NBA.
2: That's okay, yeah, then they're colors. inmates. As long as we're staying off a racial Yeah, issue. we're staying. No
1: racial right, issue. Yeah, absolutely. But how can you compare them to inmates?
2: It is a really bad example, isn't it?
1: <laughs> you made the example. No, Don't I'm get a dumb guy. I'm, no, I'm, I'm not bad at
2: you. I, I think that when you create a a situation where even a Gordon Hayward could make 200 million dollars that's insane. He is not LeBron James, he is not Steph Curry, he's not Chris Ball He's not a Hall of Fame player today. And to give that guy that much room to destroy a franchise and I mean 40 million dollars this cat's going to make in a couple years. That's ridiculous. And they're like, "Oh, I know that the there's, you know, all this television revenue from China and from Turner Sports and ESPN. But at some point, can't the custodians in these arenas get paid more? Can't these security guards get paid more? Can't the the limo drivers and the bus drivers and all these other things that go on get paid a couple dollars more an hour instead of you don't need 200 million dollar stuff, Curry?
1: I I completely agree with you, but at the end of the day, no one's coming to see the janitors. No one's coming to see the security guards. I agree with you 100%, but the argument against that is they're the ones making the money wonder
2: why this country is failing because we put egos nepotism narcissism and straight up individuals in front of everybody else and i'm not going for a socialist angle here but it's ridiculous what's going on in the nba
1: it is ridiculous uh when i went i just got back from vacation i was in san diego my aunt's out there and the steph curry deal came out while we were out there and she was just like, I can't believe somebody will get paid this much. And not just him. She's talking about all NBA players, yeah. all athletes. She's just like, they get paid way too much. You don't need that much money.
2: And I but here's the other thing. I totally agree with LeBron James's tweet. I think Steph Curry should make four hundred million dollars in four years or five years. I get that too because the Golden State Warriors a priori to Steph Curry were sold for $450 million. Now they're a $2.4 million team. And who knows if a company would actually pay that amount of money to buy the Warriors or the Yankees or the Lakers, you know, these big franchise teams. And so I can see the players saying, Hey, this league only occurs because of LeBron James and Melo and these types of cats. But that ain't the case.
1: It is the case. No, because it's not. Yes, it is. Because if you're telling me if LeBron James wasn't playing basketball right now, you'd still have the same amount of revenue, people tuning in, if there was no LeBron James, if there was no Steph Curry, if there was no Draymond Green. Like, all these players, all these top players, you cannot not have them in the NBA and still think you're going to get the same amount of money. It's not going to happen and they know it's not going to happen
2: what we're going to have happen in the next five or six seven eight years we could seriously watch espn fold because of this nba contract and that's on them i have no idea how five billion dollars was spent on this product and that no bankers no financial analysts said whoa what is going on here and i'm talking about three four years ago before this whole thing started it's it's going to I think the Utah Jazz just dodged the biggest bullet of their franchise.
1: Well, if I was Joe Ingles, I'd be pretty pissed right now. Like, you yeah. signed a 4-year, 52 million dollar deal with the Jazz days before Gordon Hayward made his announcement. I would have called him or sent, sent him a text be like, "Bro, should I sign or not?" Because I think Joe Ingles signed with the Jazz based on we're going to have our core back. We're going to have our team back.
2: You don't think that they talked?
1: Obviously not because <laughs> – <laughs> or or Joe Ingles just really honestly loves Utah that much. Like, I don't know if Gordon Hayward blocked Joe Ingles' calls, his text messages. I don't know, but I would have been on Gordon Hayward's front door. Like, yo, are you signing or not? I'm not going to make my decision until Gordon Hayward makes his.
2: This is just unbelievable to me what's going on.
1: Do you think Joe Ingles is worth $52 million? No. He had a great year this past year. Yeah, but he's, he's a great role player. He's slow. He's one of the best role players in the NBA.
2: I don't disagree. I watched many, many nights where he just lit it up. And I like him because he works really hard. You know what? He probably, in this league, he probably is a $52 million player. I'm not sure he would have got that in the open market. I think he probably would have been closer to 42, 38, somewhere around there. So I think George Hill is a much bigger and better player, and he didn't get that type of money.
1: So, Sasha, I want to go back to Gordon Hayward because today I felt like you really wanted to do a podcast. I did. Just because this is like the day that you've been waiting for your entire life to get Gordon Hayward. The last couple years, The last couple years to get Gordon Hayward out of Utah.
2: This kid's been a punk since day one when he came into Salt Lake City.
1: How has he been a punk?
2: The day that Darren Williams threw a basketball at his head and he didn't rush Williams and throw him to the ground and beat him up. He was a punk.
1: So he's soft. He's what
2: soft. Saying. I don't want a max guy playing video games at all day. You're a professional athlete. You know
1: That's what makes him different. He's working all day. He's working all day on the court. He can go home and play some video games. You play video games.
2: I used to play video games.
1: I play video games.
2: Well, good for you, but <laughs> you're not making that type of money either, I and you sure don't have ain't. a and you don't have a city on your back either.
1: I got the whole state of California and you know on what? my back.
2: You're also single, and you don't have a family.
1: So what? That whose fault is that? It's not in God's plan right now for me to have a family.
2: Gordon Hayward should be in the gym, making love to his wife and stacking numbers. You're making on love the to
1: his wife in the gym?
2: Yeah, all the way around, everywhere. Oh my god. I think I think I think he's a child. I think this this whole thing that happened today with the Stayward thing is a direct result of him being a child. I I feel embarrassed for him. I feel embarrassed for his family. I feel embarrassed for the Utah Jazz, the Boston Celtics and the NBA. And the greatest thing about this is it brings the Celtics no closer to winning a ring.
1: Okay, so let's touch on that because that's also what I we talked to Ben Dowsett about. What does this do? for the celtics gordon hayward going to the celtics and what's his decision do you think based off of money relationships or there's no one in the eastern conference right now it's easier to try to get a ring
2: i think he's going to struggle in boston with isaiah thomas as the point guard because he has the ball a lot and gordon hayward is a guy that likes to have the ball a lot and likes to set up do you remember watching Butler in the back-to-back national championships and how awful basketball it was? Yeah. It's going to be the same thing. I mean... It was horrible basketball. It set the NCAA backwards.
1: So do you think the tables are lopsided right now in the NBA?
2: Oh, absolutely. The West The West versus the East, yeah. I mean, I've been hearing the last two days all these talking heads saying that they need to consolidate the the leagues.
1: So here's... The uh, rundown of some of the best players that are in the West. Jimmy Butler traded to the Timberwolves. Chris Paul, Houston Rocket. OKC picked up Paul George. Paul Millsap to the Denver Nuggets. All the best players are in the West right now. Outside
2: of LeBron James and Porzinski, and he's not even a good player. He's just a media hype.
1: So my thing is, I think Gordon Hayward, although the East is weak right now, and the best players in the West, I think he knows that. And staying in Utah would not—to he to me, the Jazz aren't going to the playoffs this year, this this next season. They will. I, I don't see them going to the playoffs because the West is so stacked right now. And I even if they do make it to the playoffs, they're not winning a championship. You know who
2: just got really good? Who? Sacramento.
1: But hold on. So I think— Because the Jazz, even if they do make the playoffs, they're not obviously going to win a championship. So I think Gordon Hayward went to the Eastern Conference so he can at least be one of the top teams to get closer to winning a ring, even though the Eastern Conference, they're not going to win a ring next season.
2: I can see that point.
1: But I'm arguing with one of my friends right now, and he's like, nope, it's not. Players don't do it for the rings. They do it for the... For the money, for the love of the game, blah, 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 blah. You
2: come into the league for the love of the game. Then you realize it's about the money, and you spend the next four and a half years trying to make as much money as you can. And occasionally, when you've made four or $500 million, like Chris Paul through endorsements and advertising and his NBA contracts, then you can start thinking about a ring. But all these cats are looking for generational wealth.
1: So, your Sacramento Kings, is that your new favorite team? No, George I Hill. Zach I do like Vladdy
2: Devok though. I'm a big Vladdy Devok fan. Why? Because he's smoked in locker rooms. <laughs> Are you
1: supposed to tell that?
2: Oh, it's been out forever. Oh, yeah,
1: you're right. So, how is Gor- or not Gordon Hayward? George Hill going to help the Kings? Do you think he's going to help at all? He's a veteran, uh, injured a couple times last season. This past season, Dude, they
2: just got the Memphis Grizzly guy. Their badass center. What's his name?
1: Oh, Zach Randolph? Yeah. He yeah just that's signed. what I said. Yeah, Zach Randolph yeah. just signed.
2: And you got Hill and you got a bunch of young kids from the draft. I think they'll be solid.
1: But, I mean, George Hills, he's still the same player that he was.
2: Oh, yeah. I would have. I, dumbest thing that he did was turn down the Jazz for that $80 million. And I bet he regrets that now. Dumbest thing the Jazz did is let that man walk away. I, he made Gordon Hayward good. He made Gobert good. He made that whole team click even with a bad toe because he is such a brilliant NBA mind that those locker room discussions and those video discussions that they had with the team, he could help facilitate that. Yeah, and you know When you have a sprained toe or you probably had a torn ligament in his big toe, he should have been out for the whole year. There's nothing you can do. Sometimes you tear an ACL. Sometimes you tear, you know, an Achilles tendon. It happened to be just a big toe, but that's a six, eight-month, year-long injury. There's nothing you can do because you got to walk on it and he's so, a phenomenal player.
1: All right, so he averaged 16.9 points, mm-hmm. 4.2 assists a game, shot 47.7% from the floor, 40.3% from three point range. That's is that more important than helping other helping other players develop like he's known to do, like he did with the Jazz?
2: I think that's just all part of his game. You know, is he the is he uh, the real Isaiah Thomas or a John Stockton? No, but he's really close. Like he's a much better point guard than Rose was ever. Yeah, Rose could, you know, had great handle and had unbelievable speed, but it was all about him. The new Isaiah Thomas, it's all about him. George Hill is very comparable to what this Lonzo Ball kid will be. He's not a he's not a shoot first me guy. He's like, let's make the team better. And you know what? I'm clutch and I will give you eighteen to twenty points a night. And if I need to, I'll drop 30 in a minute. He's very comparable to Kevin Durant in the way that he uh, is a teammate.
1: So whose team is it now? There's no more George Hill. No more Gobert Hayward. It's Go Yeah.
2: And I, I'm not sure that Hayward and Go liked each other just based on stuff I saw. Like what? Oh, do it, uh, I'm, all right. Uh, I'm wondering if I... Can use this example on air, even though I'm probably not going to be working with K-Jazz again.
1: Don't we're not going to go there?
2: Yeah, I don't want to get you in trouble. Um,
1: no, I don't want. To, I don't want you to go there. Oh uh, yeah. So
2: I just, I just, there was a lot of talk when Gobert bought his new car. That's all I can say. When he signed his contract and he bought a fat Ferrari.
1: So what's that got to do with Gordon Hayward?
2: Well, because there was a discussion when Gobert wasn't there about. Him and his Ferrari and his max contract, and it was really fascinating to listen to. Huh? Yeah.
1: Well, guess you had to be a fly on the wall for that.
2: And that I am.
1: So, is who is we've talked about this before? Super teams. Yeah. But I want to revisit this after trades and free agency. You got to
2: put the Rockets there, right?
1: Yeah. Who do we have now in that super team talk?
2: You got Cleveland on the east on the west you've got golden state you've got the rockets i think what the rockets are doing is mind-blowing especially getting that defender from uh the raptors i think it was they, they added pj tucker they call him the lgb lbj stopper right mm-hmm. so they got a great defender they got james harden who's phenomenal and he doesn't have to take all the pressure of being the point guard he's not a natural point guard they got chris paul who also at this stage in his career doesn't want to just run the point so they're intermixable uh They they re-signed Nene at a really affordable price. They got a great GM.
1: So when LeBron was asked about this, here's what he said. He was asked about his role in performing two super teams. He refused to say that he built a super team, two super teams. He says, I don't believe I played for a super team. I don't believe in that. I don't believe we're a super team here, referring to Cleveland. So, no, I don't really. I don't. End quote. So,
2: did you say that laughing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah, so like... Chris Bosch, Dwayne Wade, you, and him. Yeah. Whether you had to build the team or however your team was acquired, you were on the super team. Yeah. And you're on one now. So, I mean, how can you not say that Miami and Cleveland weren't not are and aren't super teams?
2: You have to remember, this is a kid that calls himself God. I mean, he's next to Jay-Z and... Just the amount of narcissism in his brain. Hold
1: on. We're not going to go there. Oh, Hova How, Jehovah? Come really? on. Get out of here. Jay-Z. He's grown men Jay- comparing
2: themselves Come to on. the we're, most wise so people in the world is uh, stupid. Listen, it's Jay-Z slappable. is not
1: narcissistic. Bullshit. Have, haven't you listened to his new album?
2: He's so full of it, he cheated on, you Beyonce. This, he cheated you on Beyonce. You haven't. He cheated on Beyonce. Did, did you Who in the, the flying did F? You, did
1: he say he cheated on Beyonce? Yes, he did. He did not.
2: He apologized. He,
1: he he did not say his, the words, I cheated on Beyonce, I cheated on you, I cheated on my wife. Those did not come out. We're all implying that he did from He's what he poet. said. He's a poet. Yeah. We're all implying. So shit. So, Jay-Z, on behalf of Sasha Bloom. F you. <laughs> no! I'm going to apologize you. You're
2: overrated and overhyped.
1: Oh, my god. Your music's gosh. not
2: that good. Dude. And you, I mean... Yeah, screw him.
1: Anyway, what do you think about Chris Paul?
2: I think he's a diva, too.
1: How do you? I don't think he's a diva. Um,
2: I'm happy he's still in the league. Like, I love I love that the Jazz took uh, Darren Williams over him. Like, that makes me really happy. Well. Because one's about to be out of the league, and the other one's about to just raise up even more.
1: Chris Paul's not about to be out of the league.
2: Darren Williams is.
1: Oh, okay. Um, No, Darren Williams is still dope. You hate <laughs> Darren Williams. Okay. You hate you just hate everybody. Like
2: I don't like grown men coming into Salt Lake City, acting a fool, catching ass whoopings, and then still thinking they're the shit. you but have they no can go I, anywhere else. You have no you see so you're not part of the bar scene. And what these NBA players do to these young thoughts in Salt Lake City, and the problem is, is when they start doing things to women, these women have boyfriends and families. You have no idea the underbelly of the NBA abuse that goes on to these young women and tearing up of families. Because I've seen it, I've watched um, it.
1: Ha- you can't say that I have no idea where you know where I grew up. Sure, it's I'm I'm not gonna go here and put everything out, but I. I know, I know what goes on in yeah. the world of sports. Yeah. Uh, the world of sport. Excuse me. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I I definitely know what goes on. Um, and we're not going to get into that because I have some things that I can say that can yeah. get me in trouble. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but I. But like... that's
2: where my frustration with these NBA players. My I don't like the privilege that's gone on with all of professional sport outside of the Olympics.
1: But let me defend a lot of our athletes Please. because. There are times when people hear reports Uh or see reports or whatever, and there are are times when women come out and they do lie about things. Yes, of course. So I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm going to bash athletes for doing something or a man or a woman for doing something. There's two sides, three sides to every story. And a lot of times I'm just, people lie about certain situations and not everything. I'm not saying in this case that whatever happened in Darren Williams' case is a lie. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying in other cases, certain cases, cases that have happened, cases that will happen, things are not what they seem. You see, you see it with Derrick Rose' case. You see it, everything. Things are not what they seem.
2: I can't argue with that.
1: So I mean, I'm just we we can't just sit here and say. Just because you hate Darren Williams.
2: Maybe. maybe I think, I, I mean, if you really break it down, I'm probably just jealous of all these kids. And I don't think you are. Athletes. I think. You know how nice it would be to have $45 million this year?
1: But the thing is, let's keep it real. There are people that get this money and athletes that get the money. And they do think that they're God's greatest gift to earth. Yeah. And they do certain things that I don't think they would do or get away with, would be able to get away with if they weren't who they were or Absolutely. made all that money. So it, it goes both ways. Like, I'm with you, and then there's another side, too. That's the thing. How do we get on this from Chris Paul? Uh, you just you just hate everyone. Let's just, okay, this is what we're going to do. Go ahead. So we're just going to get it out. Okay. Let's just make a list Kay. right now of every athlete that Sasha hates.
2: LeBron James is on there. Dwayne Wade's <laughs> on there. Seems like uh, we're going to be here a while. Yeah, that bike rider is on there. Uh, the one with that got testicular cancer, the steroid guy. Lance, Tiger Woods. Lance Armstrong. Yeah, Tiger Woods on there.
1: Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all.
2: No, that that list is too deep. I'll, let no, me g-
1: I want to keep going. We're, <laughs> we're here. I got all night. I got all night. All I got to do is go home and clean. You got to go home and pack. Let me tell you the, the players I do like. I no, like, no. I want to know the players you list, don't though. know. It's I want to know the players you don't like.
2: Kobe Bryant's on that list. Darren Williams is on that list. Gordon Hayward's on that list. I'm going to throw Lonzo Ball on that list because his dad's a dick.
1: No, you can't. That's not fair. You have to separate the two. Those are two individuals.
2: Kyle Beckerman is that way. Baseball, let's put Trout on there. Let's put Garrett Anderson from back in the day on the Angels. Let's put Mike Sosha on that. Piazza on that. You can go on and on. Eric Davis, Daryl Strawberry, Doug Gooden. Roger Clemens, Derek Jeter, A. Rod. I mean, these guys are just stunningly, stunningly full of it. How do you know? Because I grew up watching them. I spent my whole life watching. And
1: knowing them is two different things, though.
2: I never said knowing. I'm just you asked me who's on my all time hate list. I mean,
1: how can you hate someone?
2: Because a, they're either so talented and good, either (laughs) b, that they cheated. Or three, that they're just such disrespectful human beings with inflated idos and integrity that I don't care for them.
1: See, that's the only reason. Uh, I was talking to someone the other night, and he was like, why do you hate LeBron? I said, I have no reason that I hate LeBron. I just like him. I don't like him because he's too good. He's great. That's the only reason why I don't like him. I can't find a reason. LeBron is a great guy. The, what he has done for his friends, his, his family, Coming up, you take your – you're still rocking with your day ones. You still have your your guys that you came up with uh, through middle school, high school, college, and you – they are business owners now because of LeBron because he had the sense enough to, okay, what do you want to do? I'm going to put you in the position to make sure you're successful. I'm going to keep only successful people around me. And I love that, but at the same time, I hate it because I can't say anything bad about LeBron.
2: What do you think about Barry Bonds? Arguably the greatest baseball player that's ever lived, but he cheated.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't.
2: And he brought hundreds of millions, billions of dollars to baseball. Yes. They used to interrupt the evening news for him and Mark McGuire. Literally, they'd be like, and there's a plane wreck here, and there's two people dead here. We got breaking news. Sammy Sosa's at bat.
1: So they did the same thing for Justin Bieber on CNN.
2: He's another one on my hate list.
1: <laughs> I mean, no, I don't like cheaters, but I mean, you can't just judge someone's entire thing. Ron Artest. Cheating. Good afternoon. I, I love Ron Artest. Me too.
2: Uh, Terrell Owens.
1: I love Terrell. Me too. And the, Chad no. no, no. Chad Oco- Terrell Cicco. Owens. Listen, Terrell Owens. I love me some meat. Did you watch his show? His oh, of reality course. show? S- Terrell With Owens. With my pants yeah. off. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> I just put. <laughs> yes, Never mind. Did. Um, <laughs> Terrell Owens that That's show big mouth you got
2: there you know what Sasha
1: I love that show and it was just so funny because sometimes T.O. was just so full of it
2: yeah
1: but I like to see him cry
2: uh-huh.
1: I like to it was just it was it was a great TV
2: it was a great TV you're a Chad Ocho, Ocho Cinco fan Ocho Cinco.
1: Yeah. yep yep
2: Michael Irving yeah of I'm course not, I don't like him here we go. Emmett Smith.
1: Yeah, why? Why not?
2: I like him too. Uh Troy Aikman.
1: Yeah. Go either way.
2: Dante Culpepper.
1: Don't really care. Yeah, like.
2: I don't, but I like Randy Moss.
1: That's kind of weird.
2: Yeah. I don't know why. I I actually I really like uh I think I'm wrong about that. I really liked Culpepper. But I have another but he's that houseboat guy, you know. You never heard about the houseboat party? Oh, yeah, that's a good Google. Houseboat party Vikings. Uh-oh. Yeah. What happened? Criminal behavior on a on a boat on Lake Michigan.
1: Maybe it wasn't him. Maybe it was El Chapo, was it? Did it have to do with There's drugs? It was a whole
2: <laughs> team and a whole bunch of women.
1: Wait. Yeah. No, no, oh, yeah. I don't remember that.
2: No, you should go back and Google Mm-mm.
1: it. So Summer League is going on right now. hmm Day one wrapped up on Monday. Did you go to it? No, uh because I was working. Nice. And and then I went to the Bees game. And I didn't have time to pick up my media credential in between work and, you know, whatever. Uh so I am going Wednesday and Thursday. Are you going to be able to check out any games?
2: No, I'll be out of town.
1: Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Um
2: and I wouldn't go anyways.
1: Why not? You wouldn't go to watch your beloved Utah Jazz.
2: I'm not a jazz fan. Never have been. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. We're
1: going to make you a jazz fan. What does it mean for the University of Utah to have these Summer League games played at the Huntsman?
2: I want to know why the University of Utah men's basketball team won't practice in their practice facility. That's
1: not the Just question. Just from I a asked broadcast
2: you. point of view. I, I, <laughs> I, th- I, th- I want to th- answer to
1: the question I asked you.
2: I don't have a comment. I, I I think it's good for hardcore basketball fans. I think it's good for the athletes because they get to practice in high elevation.
1: Do you think it does anything for the U, for the University of Utah's no. organization? No. No? Uh-uh. Why not?
2: Because the University of Utah is the exact same thing as the Utah Jazz. They're a marginal athletic company. Their ceiling is set for them to raise over that ceiling is going to happen once every 20 years
1: outside of utah who has the bigger school byu or university of utah
2: in terms of what
1: athletics
2: oh utah i don't think byu will have a uh, football team in 15 years
1: all right before we get out of here favorite moment so far of the draft the trades free agency What's the best move that you like?
2: What the Sixers are doing, I think. I think their coach is special. I think Joel Embiid is special. I hope he stays healthy. I think. I think Markel Fultz, if he can develop a work ethic, like I, what he did to the Pac-12, um, at the end of his season last year, I thought it was criminally disrespectful. But, you know, if that, if that was just a one-off thing and his knee was really banged up. Then I see a tremendous future for him and championships. That could be a super team. You want to talk a super team?
1: The future of the Jazz. Will they be a super team? Because a couple weeks ago, you said. I'm sad for this fan base. I
2: think it's really good for Hayward to be gone financially, but I think it's bad for a lot of teams. I think they got really taken advantage of by Gordon Hayward and his unwillingness to be a man and perform properly in a grown man decision
1: it is what it is he's 27 years old
2: who plays video games yeah this
1: is the first time that he's had to make this major decision it's a hard decision and until you're in that position i guess you know we can sit here and debate back and forth all we want but it's tough. It's gotta be the toughest one of the toughest decisions he's ever made in his life. But I don't agree with how he did it. I'm on record with saying that. I wish he would have handled it different, but it's gotta be one of the toughest decisions he's ever made. And he single handedly tried to make journalists look stupid. Well, not try. He did.
2: Do you read those tweets that came out by journalists about how frustrated and angry? Fellow NBA players were at him for holding up free agency.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. it's ridiculous. And.
2: He's a child. But now. And it's why he can't score in the fourth quarter. He
1: won't do it again.
2: He'll he, do it again. Because he'll probably sign a three-year contract. And then he'll hit that 10-year league. And he'll make astronomical money.
1: Well, he's got four. Sign him four. Did they sign four? They came it, out. It, it reportedly going to sign four. Four years. 127 million. That's it? He would have got more money staying with the Jazz. That's why I said it's Jeez, not... that's a
2: bargain for...
1: That's why wow. I said it's not that's a total about you to the, the money. Yeah. It's not about the money. And people keep telling me that it, it it's not about winning. It is about winning. Anytime you have somebody that's going to take less money, they want to win.
2: You know what I would like to see one of these days before I die is a journalist... To sit down and write the true story of the Utah Jazz's organization.
1: Why don't you just do it?
2: Because I don't don't think that those types of people would share that type of information with me. You know, I just, I don't have that reputation. So, and I'm not going to be in this market for the next 20 years. You know, that's for someone that's a Salt Lake guy or woman or other. That's their story.
1: So where are you going to be in 20 years?
2: Living, hopefully. God willing.
1: Where? I don't know.
2: Do you know where you're going to be in 20 years? Yeah. Yeah, we where? <laughs> Do you know in where LA? you're going to be in September? <laughs> <laughs> and we <we're done. laughs>
1: Thanks for joining <laughs> us on Dropping Dimes. Pulling it down. Getting around Zubat. At midcourt.
0: Launches the shot. Oh,
2: and almost went in. Almost went in. And Duke is the king of the dance. 2010. Mm-hmm.